everyone. This is Esther Crystal. And I'm Aaliyah. And this is... On Coming to America. The podcast. Yeah. And as much as I want to be, like, excited and everything, um, this week has really been... Wow. Yeah, it's been a tough week. Yeah. And this episode, we really would just be, like, you know talking about our emotions and how we feel and everything that's going on and just giving ourselves a safe space to communicate what's in our hearts right um and just let that out there and also giving you a safe space to talk about it in the comments in your stories and whatever it is like whatever you're feeling just knowing that this is a safe space as we are talking about this thing so yeah right this is really what the episode is for and we also have a special guest who's also going to be sharing her feelings about what has happened not even just in the past week in the past two weeks mm-hmm. everything that's been going on in nigeria and all yeah. of that so can you introduce yourself for the people Hi everyone, my name is Dupe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a bit of a shy one, but here she is laughing. <laughs> call me um, Foja, specially. Forte hey, special, be Foja special. But yeah, we're all here to just. So I guess the first question is, everybody, how are you? How are you feeling? How's your mental health at this point in time? Mm, um, yesterday night, I had a huge headache. And my mom, like, my mom was like, you're stressing yourself too much. Because anybody who knows me knows, like, if you literally split my heart and open it, you see Nigeria there. Because mm-hmm. everything I do is for Nigeria. Like, my whole major, everything... And so it's been a hard couple of days. Usually I wake up at five, do my whole thing, go to bed at 10.30, you know, nice, really calm life. But these days I can't even like sleep until like late. And, you know, just swiping through, trying to stay off, but then feeling like, oh my gosh, if I stay off, people in Nigeria can't afford to stay off. It's like, right. it's just everywhere, honestly. Um, But we're protesting here in Boston, which helps me. And it's like an out let's um and also like there's not a lot of people around me who are passionate about it like they care but not as much as Mm. not as much as i show out um so yeah it's it's been draining it's been exhausting Mm. a lot of you know like when you cry so much you can't even cry again right no I think for me, um, you know, last week when the protests first broke out, you know, I was I was very, you know, I felt very proud. Mm. All my life, I never really thought Nigerians can come together. Mm. You know, I always because I feel like growing up, you know, you hear things like ah, my family, there's so many different things or you hear people say ah bookie or you know so there was so much division growing mm-hmm. up so i never really thought you know, we could cross that i never really thought you know different classes will come together so seeing that seeing that unity i felt so proud i had so much hope so much hope i think it sparked a fire in me like wow this country can really be it can be better right mm-hmm. um, 
I knew that this government is just, is not going to say ah okay we'll see. <laughs> I mean I knew that wasn't gonna happen, but yeah. I didn't really think things would turn out the way they turned out. Right. And I guess I did, but I wouldn't. And um, you know, when the the issues started, I think I just felt so broken and so sad. Mm. People that died. Right. Know, people that lost their lives and it's like okay you know when you lose your life is like you know it's like that they're, they're being made into hashtags being made into exactly into like posters and everything but getting the justice they deserve, they deserve. you know yeah and it just felt like the whole american situation all over again with black right. lives matter is like every justice you know so it just i mean that hope went away for one night and i was like uh but and I woke up the next morning and you know I tried to just go off. I cried, you know, let it out, screamed, you know, whatever I needed to do. I woke up the next morning and just realized maybe it's a longer journey than we thought. Yep. Yeah. I mean, change is coming, but maybe in here just yet. Right. Um, and I th- I think that's a, that's something I was talking to my dad about like two or three days ago. Um, I was talking about how we as the youth feel that we need instant gratification. So with everything on social media, Mm. you put something out, everybody sees it, it goes viral and it goes on like that. Um, So we think that that's the way the government should react. But I mean, that's not the way life, like in reality works. So some people have Mm. to, they have to, if they want to make a statement, it has to go through somebody and it has to go through somebody else. And they have to filter it down that way. So I think one thing I really realized is nothing happens as fast as, I mean, some things happen pretty fast, but like this whole thing is not something that's going to happen in two weeks. Yeah, but AK, I think one thing for me is, yes, I agree. You know, this is the overhaul or, you know, reformation takes a long time, Mm -hmm. but simply making an arrest Right, hold accountable. That's a good point. It's instant. Yeah, yeah. like if you can yeah. shut down Okada in Lagos, I think you can. Yeah, do it. I shouldn't have to wait. <laughs> I think you can do it. Evidence. It, it it it's like it's almost like, what are you waiting for? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's almost like you know when you look at the five for five demand, some things there require they did break it down into long term and short term, and you know. Mm-hmm. Wow, but some things there are just you know you should have done that like yesterday, right? Yep. yep. I think that's the infuriating part is the part that things that should have been done like yesterday are not done till today. Even today, so, they're still be- dragging their feet. Yep, and it's still like it's it's annoying because they're saying it like we didn't give them an opportunity to do it. Right. All stars has ended. Get off the the road like you're gaslighting us. Because- no, I, <laughs> I saw this tweet and that they were like, oh, they were going to share the palliatives. The, pal- the sharing was ongoing. Hmm. Hmm. When they reach a particular, what did he even say? Um, um, a, a, I don't even know. I don't even know. When they get to a particular point or when sickness gets to a particular point. Like, I'm like, what's going on here? Now the thing What's that I feel like for me, the thing that upset me most about um those things is that 
everybody in Nigeria knows that people are starving every day. So you can't say, okay, because I also saw something that apparently they didn't get those things till September 22nd or something. Um, well, that's the that's what the Minister of Agriculture in Lagos State said or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they didn't get it. Let's assume they didn't get it till September 22nd. Mm-hmm. This is what? This is October 23rd. This is one month. Mm-hmm. When did they find it? Yesterday or two days ago? <laughs> so like, if you know how people are starving all around Nigeria, it's something you would have given out one week, two weeks, yes. you would have given everybody. So me, I'm not taking that as an excuse because I can't, I can't comprehend it. Okay, so Ruby Hell did that food drive and it's easy to just post pictures on our social media, but no one will really understand the faces people had as they were running to receive the food. food. It was like the prayer that they pray. I think it's that prayer that is helping me pass. <laughs> because people were praying like you old men, young right. men, people are run, pregnant women were running to come and collect Indomie. Pre- Please. And that's what one of my cousins was saying that they I'm not saying it's possible. I'm not saying that it's it's it's, it's what they will do, but I do know it's possible because you know all of the package had Lagos states on it. Mm. And they were just saying that come election, they'll start bringing it out and giving to people. Yeah. See, see the problem is you create a system of oppression and poverty, and then you 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 utilize it. Yeah, right. because now you're the ones that they're, they don't know the better. They're, they're not wise. Yep. They're crazy why they're hungry, right? right. And you come out with like half a bag of rice. Ah, I ain't any. Hey, exactly. You two, you see rice. Ah, ah, he said rice. So, ah, he said he chicken. Said so, right. he's gonna get my bottle. And it's a continuous cycle. Yeah. It's like you create the problem and you use it to satisfy your own selfish interests. But I mean, I honestly believe that this is the last bus stop um, for all of that. Because yep. I think another thing is the hoodlums now that are looting places. And I mean, granted, there's no reason to like spoil people's businesses. But everybody's upset. Detentions yep. are high. Mm-hmm. It's come to a point where everybody is just tired. We've taken we've taken enough of Amumu don't do right. Amumu don't do because I I think our parents' generation at least they had a point where they could say like when they were younger okay one dollar was twenty naira one dollar was one naira or things like that but I don't remember since I've been born that one dollar has been less than I mean I I guess I would say from an age where I was conscious of mm-hmm. exchange rates. I don't remember a time where one dollar was less than 100 naira. Yeah. So I think that's that's the problem. Well, it's not the problem. I think that's what's fueling our generation. It's like since we've been in this Nigeria, we've not seen anything that has told we us that Nigeria is stories. Okay. <laughs> we don't have any good stories about Nigeria. So this is the last bus stop. Amumu has actually done. I think that just the fact that there's nothing to lose for these many. Yeah. Right. Yep. No job. No house. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That's That's what happens. Like when you when you make people raise themselves in a country, like we have to provide for ourselves. What I thought was 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 amazing was how we built our own ecosystem into right self sufficient. You know, it's like. You have felt so much that you have forced us to develop our own things. Mm. Right. 
that's why you see so much and like everyone in Nigeria wants to be an entrepreneur because it's like there's so many problems to fix it's an unlimited exactly. yep. it is you can tap into any market there's so many markets to tap into. right this delivery service to this ambulance to that do you logistics see the in general the yeah the charge at the protest thing yeah so many markets to tap into because there's so many issues to fix and it's just like the, all you have left really is to threaten our lives right which is which is what they're kind of playing on but it's also like there are so many of us you um, cannot kill everybody your bullets will finish and that's, that's about people, that so yeah, that go right what's our finish so the thing is like you said there's nothing to lose for a lot of yes. these people people are yeah. saying i don't i don't remember who it was but i think it was a politician or maybe it was someone was saying that everybody should just go back to so people can go back to their businesses and work and business like as usual I'm, like, I'm just like people don't have anywhere to go like classes are closed school is closed people don't have jobs the jobs that they were doing SARS was killing them for doing those jobs so like Nobody has anywhere to go. We literally have nothing but time. Mm-hmm. We have so much time. That, mm-hmm. I think that's what made the, the protest so, so successful was that, you know, everyone had so much time. Time. Right. Right. Yep. Unemployed or uneducated or just yep. vibes. Yeah, right. just vibes. Nothing but time. Yeah. And it's not like, and the thing is, a lot of Nigerians are bitter, frustrated angry a lot of nigerians are very angry yeah and i've been saying this that place is like it's like a sitting on gunpowder you know mm. it's, it, it's 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 a place where you see somebody you are fighting over maybe like man you chelsea and like this it turns into something like yeah yep you're just so angry that any opportunity to release you release to release right. and that was what happened in that um xenophobia time that was going on in south africa and people started fighting in nigeria like <laughs> they were just looking for an avenue to just just release the anger that was going yeah. through them you and know, I, every single time to be going <laughs> hungry and you're hearing that somebody is keeping billions of dollars under mm-hmm. him do you know how frustrating it is to be selling that caracara is getting cold and you see somebody drive past you in a convoy of expensive cars. Right. Hey, guys. How so frustrating it is. And I think what, what even makes it more frustrating for people is the increasing wealth disparity. Like, hmm. they said the richest people in Africa are in Nigeria. And Nigeria is also the poverty capital of the world. How? Please, how? allowance. Newspaper allowance. Are you newspaper allowance. Newspaper. I don't understand. Like, like newspaper allowance. What earning for a month is what some people are earning in America for a year. Let me not lie. I feel like this, me, what I am choosing to believe is that newspaper allowance is maybe for them to write a story about them in the newspaper because anything aside from that, it don't make sense. <laughs> Pay to read this, but no. How no, much no. does it? How much Maybe does it to take? pay the press for and them? How to much enter? does it even take to print paper to write story and print paper? Something that people are doing in their backyard. Esther, who is reading newspaper? Why are we still having newspaper allowance? Who That's is reading that newspaper? That's is it not the people that are selling suya that are using it to wrap suya? Yeah. <laughs> to justify 
any of that. There's, There's no, no justification way. for it. Honestly. And I think now everybody's eyes have cleared because mm-hmm. before we're just like, okay, this is how Nigeria is. We're just going with the flow. Last, last, you know, we'll all be here suffering together. But, but we'll nobody is tired of suffering. People have been running to Canada. <laughs> so stop letting us in. Jesus. And the truth is, we're not their priority. No problem. Yep. They don't have when when I when I saw that thing about I don't know who was like oh Black West Africa is not that reporter and everybody is like it's the truth. Yeah. What's America's business with Nigeria? What is their business? And this no, also like this white savior syndrome thing doesn't make any That's sense it. to me. Mm-hmm. Your oppressors cannot come and save you. Right. Your oppressors can like America and the UK and Western world needs Africa to be poor for it to function. Right. So please stop calling on them to come and save us. You know what should be happening? Is it not Africa? There should be war. There should be chaos. Yes. Instability. So mm. for them, this is normal. It's like you know, Congo has been it's just reading, what happens. Reading about the Congo situation for the longest time. I'm like this is not even today's thing. Yep, guy, King Leopold killed ten million people in Congo, and I mean, that was them nobody heard anything. I was you know his is is not his children that are in the UK now. No, leave them. I be Belgium. Would they now come and be the ones to save the people in Congo? Save then that the are people. eating eating the money. <laughs> we're we're hmm. definitely on our own. And I think that's uh, why it's very, very important what FK and the Feminist Co are doing right now because they've kind of shown us that we don't need the government, actually. Yep, we don't. We, the truth is, we can't survive without a stable government. Yes, yep. that's, that's true too. But I feel like us without the government is definitely short term. So we definitely need the government to get on our side in the long term. But like, I feel, I don't know. I think it's just a thing of us realizing, cause for a very, a very long time, a lot of people were feeling like, okay, if the government doesn't do this for us, then how is it going to get done? How is it going to get done? Yep. But we're definitely seeing ways for things to happen without, without the government, that. but it's mm-hmm. also not sustainable. It's not. Another thing is, I love how Nigerians we make it work. Mm. But the problem, the, my, my my thing is, we shouldn't have to make some certain things work. Work. Right. I shouldn't have to be the one hiring private ambulances to save people, you know, that are bleeding. Or private security. Security from the police. From the police. <laughs> if you start providing these things by private people, then what is the point of having of government? governments? Yeah. Governments. Yeah. Right, and that's that's very important because I feel like if we continue to do that, the government still gets all our money. Exactly. They're still able to eat all money. Like, should be they're doing it themselves. They are doing it themselves. But me, I just want to say that um, all of you that are in power now, you're probably not even listening to this podcast, so it doesn't matter. All of you that are in power, if I see your name on the ballot in 2023, we'll fight. So everybody. I remember when I heard Atiku, I'm like, Atiku is alive. These are hey, these guys have been here these since you were been... born. Mm-hmm. Since independence. Asian you don't want to go. Do you guess? It's just of days. These are names that I've been, I, I, you know, you hear about the civil war. Been here you... forever. And, and you don't want to go. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. It's like they sit at this round table like, eh, oh yeah, so who's next? Who's mm. next? Yeah, so many times now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, well, you guys should uh, 
you guys should watch this show on netflix it's called the governor um it's kind of it reminds me very much of what's happening in nigeria right now so i don't want to spoil it but just it's very representative of what is happening right now of how like the government is recycling the same politicians or like mm-hmm. there's some cel- certain politicians who are not like the presidents or anything but they are in close proximity to the president and they want mm-hmm. to make sure that he stays where he is or if if he's not there one of them is there mm-hmm. um so i don't know there are just too many problems and i think the yeah. first step is definitely realizing that there are problems because have. like esther said on um a few podcasts ago she was just like some people if when you leave nigeria that's when you realize that some certain things in nigeria were not normal yep and, and i think everybody is realizing that now nigeria. the idea of 911 mm-hmm. for me was like wow so i can <laughs> just call <Help> you <laughs> <laughs> wow <Yeah. laughs> but I, when i heard about public it's so high sad. School, and they look so good like most people go to public so i'm like you went to public school mm-hmm. it was like, exactly wow yeah wow so true actually so that's and i mean i think like i think the reason why um what's his name the president of the country that they've put together nigeria <laughs> i think the reason why he can say that we're lazy youth is because we did not do what he did to his own leaders mm. we did not do what he did to get to where he is now because if we did the same thing that he would not have the audacity to be calling us lazy youth because he knows how he got there when he, when when did when did he start what he was doing he's he's what now 70 80 when did he start he's 82 his i feel his like on the last podcast or started. two podcasts ago i said he was 70 he's 82 is it he's he's 22 years older than nigeria and now he wants to be <laughs> telling us that we should yes. we should relax i know the worst part is that you know you these people send their kids overseas you know to quality unis and whatnot then you start mm-hmm. pep. i say youth empowerment scheme do you know the problem is that they don't rate us and it's so obvious <laughs> they don't, they don't rate us this whole thing that happened they were saying and um, they photoshopped the army into those okay. videos into I the said, videos i said where do they really? do that at please really? where some people are still saying if people die, I'll not mention your name. You know yourself. <laughs> you know yourself. I said, wait, how do they photoshop somebody? The fact that we can't get a live press conference with the leader of our nation in its very public, telling. Then you know it's a dictatorship. We're not in a democracy. You know, no matter how bad you know you want to say Trump is or whatever, at least he'll still the- come out and say the real Ask questions, you know. You see your president walk out and walk onto the podium, not a 12 minute clip that's pieced together, shot by Clarence Peter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming. No, we don't know whether it's him or it's, it's like, not him. You know, just like the static. Nah. Hmm. Ah. I think, like we said, that Mumu don't do. You don't like, do it. It's okay. Everybody is just frustrated. And I'm glad it's, um, I'm glad it's happening now. Hmm. when everybody has the time to actually analyze yep. what's going on yep. because if covid wasn't here people would be in between work hustling doing all, all of this yep. 
yeah people will be more frustrated that people are on the road because they feel like they want to be doing something exactly you know how all the businesses have been affected hmm. there's no form of stimulus there's no form of support hmm. you know these people are navigating on their own vibes and i think one thing with the covid was how people started doing the whole you know delivery guys you know so mm. went, and then you put a taxation on 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 independent logistic contractors that said oh and yeah. now anything to get money coco tax the oxygen let's just move. right do you get everybody hold your breath you like, have to pay before at, you at breathe every point the nigerians try to make life better for themselves you guys just take that blocking i don't know it must be a spirit i don't know it's definitely a spirit i and don't I, understand i feel like it's it's the spirit of colonizers too because yep. okay this even goes back to slavery let me not lie because it was us it was our people that were selling the people who are african-americans now so white people do you get people go the thing is no alia even when you look at that history it was still they are still the ones white people are still the ones to blame because I mean, yeah, yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. imagine living in a place where you all have sticks you have this and then they bring guns to you and they are shooting what do you like you'll be amazed you'll be like what's going wow. on here can i have that i wouldn't say give your people but a lot of the people that they haven't said this narrative of we selling our people was more like mm-hmm. they kidnapped they deceived. They did everything to make them sell people. They would tell people, oh, we're just taking you down the road. And they would take them. But mm. you do know that um, some leaders actually voluntarily... So Yes. White- uh-huh. That white... Uh, what, I said that white guy. That um, was his name. One of these... I was literally watching the video. I was thinking about his name. He was the top of it. He was one of the top guys that was helping financing yes. everything because he was earning from it as well your initial slave masters were black before yep. you got to the ship mm-hmm. so your people that you elected to protect you were trading you for mirrors trading you for gold some of them were scared but some of them they knew what was going on yeah definitely so, as know, i say it must be a spirit it must be a spirit I think and I think- another thing is the is issue of tribal and you know division. oh yeah it was like ah you know ah, that neighboring Igbo village okay you can pass my Yoruba village to go and take them so there was a, there was a lot of self we, we've never had a unified Nigeria because truth yeah. because there was no Nigeria it's Berlin conference that led us here to real long. people sitting in their house just splitting somewhere Berlin they've never been to before Lord Lugard and Berlin conference that's mm-hmm. why we Nigeria was built out of just geographical yep right yep it was different tribes it was actually if we're being so let's just join you guys together different society it was yoruba people you know the south the south and the west you know closer the north was primarily just joined because of their you know um resources mm. so they were actually if you look at before the borders they were actually in a different empire or yep they had their own thing going on and I think they had already been colonized by some other place over so something like that. Difference. You see that huge disparity between the north and the rest of Nigeria. Right. That's why. It's not rocket science, you know? And it's mm. like... Abuja is definitely that connecting point. You, you feel these tribal divisions that, ah, Omoebo, ah, Ofefeo Yoruba, ah, Little, little things. Yeah. And But now with our generation... We're well-traveled international <laughs> across the country and they're wondering why you're so liberal and exposed then what did exactly. you exactly they're doing western something something right. to you what were you paying for 
So I think just to <laughs> just to just to wrap it up, this would be a quick fire question, right? What right. do you guys think is the biggest problem in Nigeria? I've been paying you go first since you're our guests. Government. Okay. Esther. <laughs> corruption. I think government <laughs> corruption, but I'll go with corruption. Hmm. I would say lack of education. Because I think that's that fuels everything. Because if you're educated about how systems are supposed to work, it would be hard for people to bribe you or for you to be corrupt. And the government would probably work. Man, I don't know. There are lots of people that like, there are people in police that have like master's degree and stuff, and they still bribe them because they have no other option. So the thing is, what type of education are you getting? So school education is different from you know, general knowledge or general education. <laughs> and hey, moral moral principles. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean our problems are plenty, Sha. Plenty. Every like, Every day we try and do something different. Jungle out there. Tickets. But yeah guys, thank you. Yeah he's doing like um, exam examination instructor. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get everybody everybody on track. Yeah, well, yeah, Bimbi, thank you for joining us. Thank you for today. being here. Right. Always keep it conversational. We love it. We love right. it. Stay safe, yeah. guys. Stay safe, guys. Please yeah. take care of yourself. Right. Take mental right. days off if you're in diaspora and all of that. Yeah. Please. Don't forget it's to only follow us. That, like, that can protest. Do you get... Mm. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at oncomingtoamerica underscore pod yes sir and yeah we'll see you guys love you all thank you for supporting us bye bye